Welcome back to Stepping Into CI's Most of the Time Every Other Week podcast. And we are coming back into our podcast about self-care. It's called Self-Care You Matter. And this has been an interestingly doomed podcast episode. (laughs) Um, So let's just talk about how doomed this podcast episode has been. I'm Rachel Ash. With me is Miriam Patrick. Um, hi, so, I always feel like I should say hi when you say that, and then I always forget. Sorry, go that's ahead. That's okay. That's okay. <clears throat> um, so she is with me. Bob Patrick is not with us because, not because that, well, that sounded so dark. He's not with us. Yeah, you um, picked that, I think you picked that up for me because I do that when kids leave the program. I say they're I mean, no longer with us. And it, this, it and sounds every- so dark. <laughs> yes, but, but they've <laughs> left the program. It is dark. They are no longer with us. Um, so he is with us the realm of the living though so that's okay yeah um and with the the way this episode has been going in terms of luck that could actually i don't know it it, it could be a thing so <laughs> but i mean if it was gonna it was gonna be this episode like if there was any episode that, that was that gonna, was gonna be the that thing? it was gonna be the thing for it was gonna be this one right so okay. i but we probably should get them out of yeah, the dark and tell them explain. why <laughs> so like the reason why this episode oh my gosh we're gonna just pause, pause this for a sec there, now we're back. Okay. <laughs> so, more proof that this episode is doomed. Um, so, um, yes. So, the reason why this episode didn't come out the week it was supposed to is because I was struck ill um, and a virus hit my husband's work and he brought it home to me because he loves me so very much. Um, and so, I got sick. I was out for two days. Um, and oh, we thought were- that... I thought you were out for three. I, well, I was sick Monday, and but I was you were just like, here. oh, and I didn't okay. come to lunch because I was not oh. going to, like, expose you guys because I felt so bad. Well, you shouldn't. And, and, <laughs> <laughs> and so I didn't go to I didn't go to lunch, and I just sort of stayed in my room because I was feeling so bad, um, which turned out to be good because I would have exposed you guys for certain. Right, right. And honestly, I came to work because my body has random health issues, and I'm never quite sure that I'm sick. Well, and let's be honest, it's harder to stay home as a teacher than oh, it is so to be harder. here. I mean, okay, like most of the time. <laughs> right. And it's just not. It takes right. it takes so much extra work to kind of try and get a sub prepared so, to get kids prepared for an absence than it does to just, you know, suffer through. So then it turned out I was actually sick mm-hmm. and I stayed home for two days. Right. Um and we'll get back into that in a second. Yeah. Well, um, and then so then we thought so, then we thought that it would just be useless to have an off like a weird week. So we decided to delay it until yesterday, which would have been the due date for our next one. So just kind of to keep the schedule. Right. Unfortunately, we were going to record on Tuesday, <laughs> and then so, Miriam goes. Yeah. So then I. So first of all, I was actually out last week because I now I have a broken foot. An unexpectedly broken foot, um, and then no, does anybody ever expect that? I, <laughs> no one expects a broken foot. Um, it's like the Spanish Inquisition. But it's actually, and this is actually going to come up later in the episode, so why not just you know bite the bullet now? 
I have uh, a deformity in my ankles and post-tibial tendonitis that I've been dealing with for going on three years now. And um, so coming back to school caused my right foot to break <laughs> from, you know, walking and stuff. Clearly, I have no trouble talking about this. Um, but then I also suffer from migraine headaches. Actually, well, it, yeah. I suffer from migraine headaches. And um, I got struck with a really bad one on uh, Monday night. And I actually still have the headache today, but I'm here because I'm no longer nauseous. Yay! Mm. <laughs> um, so I was out for two days uh, not being able to be vertical because I couldn't. I just couldn't. Mm -hmm. So he, that's so then that's why we're late today. <laughs> so that's there it is. Yeah. Sorry. My apologies. That's <laughs> I mean, and that's the thing is that uh, we are <laughs> we both got really, really sick. And um, and now we just were like, well, we can't just keep postponing this thing. And it's obviously doomed, so we're just going to go ahead and record it and have it be off this week, but at least on the correct week. Right. And um, so here we are. It's going to come out are. late this week, but it's going to be um, coming out. So that's the important thing. <laughs> um, so, so this week, self-care. And we both had to take care of ourselves, so it's fitting. Right. Um, maybe that's the point that life was trying to show us that we needed to take care of ourselves so that we can do so. Um, and I am going to move forward from this. So this topic, um, partially I picked it because I really need to learn to do it. Um, I think that self-care can be a weakness for most teachers. Can um, be? I mean, well, I there's a few teachers I think that are almost too good at it. Almost too good. <laughs> uh, but most honestly, for most teachers, I think that I think that it's a weakness. I yeah. think that we, especially society, has put forth this image of the self-sacrificing teacher, and we all buy into it. Right. And and the idea is, look, if you're not like killing yourself to be a teacher, you're not spending all your money. And, and I do, I still do that. And you're not, um, you know, I mean, you've got that tax right off for $250. So you might as well make sure you hit that mark. Actually, <laughs> I'm 90, per, I'm 70% sure that that's going away. Yeah. Well, and I, I'm positive. I'm 70% sure that I always spend way over to <laughs> um, That's so true. I think... And I definitely don't get enough of a tax break to make it worth that. Right. <laughs> but that's beside the point. Um, you know, and oh my gosh. And, and... Okay. So I'm, I'm just going to interrupt us right here and just say <laughs> thank you all for your patience with us. And thank you all with your patience with this <laughs> podcast, because we just seem to be interrupted every five seconds. So anywho, <laughs> getting back into it. <laughs> and we, um, and let's add to that. If we're not killing our bodies, if we are not going to work sick, and if mm -hmm. we are not grading all the time. Yep. I mean, I've got the, I've got the blog post. How That's many right. Teachers, how many hours does a teacher teach, which mm -hmm. we can link, you know? Um, and I found out that I, I work about 60 hours a week on a regular and, right. you know, it's, 
it's insane. My son has vowed never to be a teacher because he has watched what I do. Mm-hmm. You know, he he is not just written off Latin teaching. He's written off teaching as a job because he thinks that it's exhausting and terrifying. And, well, right. <laughs> um, well, I mean, it scare you off. And but... let's, I know, I, and I'm the daughter of two teachers. I literally spent my entire childhood in a school. Like right. we would go hang out at my mom's school after school and on weekends and over the summers. And, you know, I, I have well, all these memories, but and I was going to actually piggyback on this just to yeah. kind of add to this migraines. Oh, yeah. You get migraines. I get migraines. We uh-huh. both do. Not related to teaching, probably. Well. But, <laughs> but like, there have been times I've gotten better about this. But there, when I was first, like, dealing with them, I literally would be crying from pain. Mm-hmm. Literally tears running down my face and grading through that. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. the grading had to get done. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, that's what we expect out of ourselves. Well, and it's, I mean, it's what, it's what teachers. we expect out of ourselves and it's what, you know, either consciously or subconsciously, and I certainly don't want to put the, you know, any kind of blame on anyone, but right. it's what is expected of us right. to have things done by a certain point and to have things done a certain way. I mean, every single one of us can think of, like, I actually had one today and I'm so thankful the kid didn't come by because I still don't have it done. He did a makeup assessment for me and it's not graded yet. <laughs> well, today. Yeah. And well, and this is, and this is the other point though, like, and this is something that I don't think we as teachers think about, you know, there are physically demanding jobs and there are mentally demanding jobs. And then there are teachers. Our job is physically, emotionally, and mentally demanding. We, and, and elementary teachers do this a lot, but I also don't think that, you know, and I think that people, okay, I, here's, let me rephrase that. I think that people look at elementary teachers and they recognize the physical and emotional aspect, but they often don't recognize the mental aspect of what elementary teachers have to deal with. And then I think people look at high school teachers and recognize the physical and mental aspect, but don't recognize the emotional aspect of what we do. I mean, everything we do is exhausting. I go home and I, and again, I love what I do, right. but especially when you're a comprehensive, a teacher who uses comprehensible input in the classroom, there are days where I go home and I haven't spoken a word of English. I mean, I mean, just that right there as foreign language teachers going in and out of languages, which requires a decent amount of mental capacity because languages are stored in, in different, you know, different sub compartments of different sub compartments of brains. And that's why certain experiences have certain connections to certain languages. So, I mean, our brain is constantly having to work in two languages at once with 150 kids and especially if you have multiple preps. Like, I mean, it's mentally exhausting and, and granted I'm biased because I have foot problems, but we're on our feet the entire day, Mm -hmm. the whole day. And there's the energy that you have to project out just Mm -hmm. to make sure that the kids are responding to you. Oh yeah. And, and we should put this out here. You and I are both introverts in, in different ways, but we are both introverts. And in fact, I know that Bob is an introvert as well. I know that John is an introvert as well. And I'm going to take a stab in the dark and say that Keith is an introvert as well. I don't know. I think he's a little more extroverted than we are, but, and again, I'm sitting here judging my colleague. I'm actually not judging my colleague because you're, you're guessing. I'm you're guessing. Analyzing. I'm, I'm analyzing my colleague. That's there it is. Word. But here's the thing. A, a lot of teachers are introverts. And speaking personally, I am, and my kids don't realize it because I've learned to put on a face, but it literally takes all of my energy to put that face on. And I don't mind it because they're my kids. But mm-hmm. especially if you're an introvert, it's extra exhausting. 
because you go home and especially if you have a family, a partner, children that you deal with at home. I mean, that's again, that's even more whether or not you realize it. So I don't know where I'm going with this. I, really I mean, I do know that, where I'm going with that, this, but no, because the thing is, is, so what we do is hard. It is. And we put on ourselves for it to be extra hard. As I sit here rubbing my eyes. <laughs> and so the point is, this is a weakness. We put on ourselves that this is a, we put on ourselves to make this job really hard and to give as much as we can to this job. And we tend, teachers tend to make teaching something that we do mm-hmm. all day, every day. And we give all of ourselves to this. And that's partially because we have been convinced by society, by legislature, hmm. by, I mean, what, what happens whenever we're like, oh my gosh, we can't do this any further. And then they take something from us and we go, I guess we have to figure it out. So we figure it out. And then they go, oh, well, you're dealing with that. Let me take some more from you. So then we keep going and they take some more from us and we figure it out. And mm-hmm. then they take some more. So we keep doing it mm-hmm. because we keep, we have to make it work. Right. Right. So um, the point is, this is a weakness. We don't tend to self-care because we're not we, allowed to. We're not allowed to, <laughs> and because we are imagine in our in our heads, in my head, we think of the teacher as the teacher who gives all, who's magical. We think of Robin Williams in Dead Poet Society. We think of well, I mean, unless... we think of we think of Mary Poppins. We think of oh, like Mary Poppins, but we do. Teachers are magical figures. Like the good teachers in media mm-hmm. are te- are magical well, figures no, and that's... who don't rest and don't sleep and and do and so we somehow try to push ourselves to those limits. So that's our point. Yeah. Well, no, and that and that's and you actually made the point that I was going to make, which is, you know, if you think about different pr- professions, and I mean, this is certainly true in in some other professions as well, but I think especially for teachers, the teachers that, you know, make it to the media or the teachers that are talked about so often are either the really, 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 really bad ones, which we now are responsible for reversing that stereotype and that reputation for some reason, or the ones that are able to, or have an instance of, or are, I don't know, are magical, magical unicorns. Literally magical. Right. No, exactly. And so often the stories that come about, and and here's the thing, reality, are those teachers magical unicorns? No, but they have a magical unicorn moment and we all do, but those, those parts of that story never make it to media. And so, and I honestly don't know any other profession where this is the case. We are held to both ends of that spectrum. Yeah. We are held to the worst end and to the best end, mm-hmm. and there is no in between. So, um, moving on to this. So, self care. Self care is important. We have been working on this. I think Miriam and I, I think both of us, because we've been talking about it for the last what year and a half to two years now. Yeah, I mean, I it was it was actually part of our summer reflection series. Yes. Um, and some other things. I know that I think we've both posted about it on the blog as well. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just something that I think both of us have started to become aware of. Mm-hmm. Um, and we both have started to talk about this and about how important it is that we start caring about ourselves and, and creating a self-identity outside of teaching. Because if we don't, then both of us tend to 
disappear into teaching. Get worse about it. Yeah, we we don't take care of ourselves. Mm -hmm. I know it seems like obvious is in the name, but we are both just really bad about it. So, (laughs) um, and um, and we, you know, and I'm actually going to preface whatever you're about to say by saying this. We actually also both have partners who are really good at pointing that out to us. Yes, we are very fortunate. (laughs) Yeah. So shout out to Jacob and Wes because. (laughs) And I mean, seriously, very fortunate because few people have, I think people in their lives that, that are as good about this as and as supportive. Yeah. I mean, and that's, and that's, that's actually part of self-care. And so I'm going to say this, you know, make sure that whoever it is, whether it's a partner or a sibling or a parent or a child or a, a child, I say a child, but you know, offspring, there we go. Yeah. Offspring or a friend or just some kind of supportive community, even if it's online, that is, and I think this is key, separate from teaching. We have supportive teaching communities, and we've talked about those before, so I'm not dissing those, but have so, so, some kind of supportive community outside of yeah. teaching. And I think that's what I'm, one of the things I'm going to bring up when we talk about self-care and yeah. how we do it. Um, so um, I am going to bring up a quote that uh, my friend, and I always, in my head, and it's because I met her at Rustacatio, and so her Latin name has taken over her, her real name for me forever. Um, and her Latin name is Irenea. Right. And she is always Irenea in my head, even though that is not her name. <laughs> it's Irina. <laughs> but, I don't know why you get those two confused. They're so different. I know. I know. Sorry. Gosh, but, Rachel. Anyway, I know. Well, I Maybe mean, if you took more care of yourself. Anyway, <laughs> but she did say for me to remind myself that self-care is doing something. It is real work. Um, and it's one of those things where we feel like, um, that you feel worthless sometimes cause you're like, I should be working and, but you know what, if you're not healthy and you're not feeling good about yourself, mm-hmm. then you tend to slack in other ways. Yeah. No. Okay. And, and I'll even say that, that that's, I mean, that's exactly how I've spent the last two days, like mentally being perfectly fine but like not actually being able to stand up without getting dizzy or without feeling sick or with having so much head, you know, like pain, like, and that's the worst thing to be sitting at home feeling like you could be doing something, but knowing that you can't. My virus was just like that. Yeah. Which is so weird because it's definitely not the same virus because you've had too much time in between. Mm -hmm. No, I know. No, but let's, okay. But my (laughs) migraines are weird. Okay, we, yeah. we've all recognized that. Like, they're weird. <laughs> so, yeah, but, mine but, wasn't a migraine. Mine was definitely a virus because I didn't have the headache part. Um, I just had, like, the inability to do anything. Yeah. Well, and that's, and that's the thing, like, especially for teachers, because our job requires the physicality, the emotional, and the mental from us, if any single one of those is capable of working, then we, we feel like we're not doing the best thing we can do by staying home. Yeah. So like, you know, if mentally you're not able to do anything and, and like, this is when I had my concussion, this was the worst thing. Like, I mean, emotionally I was there and I was ready, but I I literally couldn't look at a piece of paper for more than 20 minutes. Mm -hmm. I couldn't, and I couldn't think, and I couldn't get words out. And it was, by the way, it was a severe concussion and it's a dumb story, but, um, (laughs) (laughs) because it shouldn't have been a severe concussion. I mean, but I mean, I went through six months of, I went through six months of physical therapy. And I felt useless and I felt like I wasn't doing my job, even though I was. Yeah, which was getting better. Which was getting better. So, I mean, it was just, you know. Right. Man. Okay. So, let's start with you, Miriam. How do you do self-care? I eat vegan ice cream. 
Okay. Okay. And actually, this is, I actually think this is an important part of it. And it's only something that, you know, I, man, I've been through the ringer, um, health wise. And this is not something that I talk, I really don't talk about it. If you're a friend of mine on social media, I don't talk about it. I maybe post once a year about it, but other than that, I really don't. And this is part of my journey is learning how to talk about it. So there it is. I was not a sick kid at all. I mean, I maybe got strep a handful of times, stomach virus once or twice. Like I really was not a sick kid. And then right about, I don't know, 18, 19 years old, things just kind of went off the rails. I have some pretty severe food allergies. I have allergies to nature, which sucks because I am the literal definition of a tree hugger. I, <laughs> I and, and then I have my foot issues. And that's the other thing. I walk barefoot all the time. So that sucks. Um, I have migraines. I, um, I have severe social anxieties, which I really don't talk about a lot. <laughs> um, I have asthma. I, <laughs> man, this list is just getting worse. Um, and so they've put me on a lot of things. Like I can't eat shellfish. I can't, okay, I can eat mollusks, but that's a whole nother discussion. <laughs> I can't um, eat avocado or papaya. And you'd be surprised how many things avocado is in nowadays. Um, and I can't have, I'm, I'm not supposed to be eating dairy or gluten anymore. And I'll be honest, I break those twos because it's not an allergy. So I'm not as strict about it, but I've had to explore this whole side of food that for many people in my situation is a burden is something. And it is, it is a burden. Let me just put that out there. I mean, going into a restaurant and having to list off allergies is not a fun task, but part of my self-care has been finding ways to enjoy the food that I can have. And I know one of your pet peeves is calling things what they're not, like turkey bacon. <laughs> but I have found vegan ice cream, <laughs> um, which is actually delicious. So part of that is my self-care, finding food that I can enjoy. I accept vegan ice cream. That's different than... Turkey bacon. <laughs> no, no, no. It's, it's different than, say, frozen banana. No, that's true. That's true. And that I, that I don't count as ice cream. <laughs> but I'm talking about legit, like tastes like ice cream, ice right. cream, like soft and smooth and creamy and delicious. I recently discovered chia seed pudding, which if you do it right is yeah, I like delicious. I've had it. And that's part of my self-care is knowing that I can still enjoy food. Mm -hmm. Another part of my self-care is um, writing letters, sending out snail mail. Um, I do a lot of that. I journal, um, not in your typical fashion. I bullet journal. I don't, I don't, and I'm not mocking anybody, but in my mind, I've had never been able to keep a personal journal because I write it and then I mock myself for it. I'm like, right. like, I'm like, oh, I can't believe you wrote that. That's just so dumb. So, I mean, <laughs> I fully acknowledge the usefulness of it, but I just can't do it. Right. <laughs> so I keep a bullet journal. I, um, I do that baths. I love baths, bubble baths. I like a good face mask. Mm -hmm. Man, I love a good face mask. Self-spa. Self-spa is good. A cup of coffee. I do self-care every morning by having a cup of coffee. Um, and I know you do too. Yeah. A cup of coffee or a cup of tea is just like some of the best self-care I and think you, that we can you, do. That's going to sound like so basic. But, you but it is. But it's okay. It's okay if it's something small that makes you happy. Right. Which, and when you think about it, all the things I'm talking about are relatively small. <laughs> right. But that's, but that's okay. That's the thing. It's a, really self-care doesn't have to be. I booked a vacation for myself. Right. Because first of all, we're teachers. We I know. When, when are we going to book vacations? <laughs> like, when is that going to happen? 
But no, but I mean, but that's actually, and this is something that I've always really struggled with is recognizing these small things of self-care. And as an adult who has some pretty severe health issues, and there's, and that's a whole other ordeal of having to accept mm-hmm. that about myself and accept terms that I, um, I don't feel that I should have, like, not that I should have, but that I should be allowed to have. I don't mm-hmm. want to feel like a burden. I don't want to feel like I'm taking advantage of anything. Not to say that that I am, because I'm not. I, I you know, and, and I, here I go off on this tangent. But that's part of self care. No, it is. Is recognizing that and recognizing I can't have this or I can't do that, but I can do this and I can enjoy this. So yeah, I I have no qualms about buying a cup of coffee with a little bit of chocolate in it. I have no qualms about making chia seed pudding or you know what, yesterday morning having half a pint of vegan ice cream for breakfast because that's what I needed. Oh, and it was delicious. <laughs> so, I mean, I mean, those are the kinds of things that I do. And they're all small. And, you know, I'll say this. Wes and I have a deal with each other. I don't get on to him for the amount of money he spends on car pieces, car parts, because that's part of his self-care is working on his car. It's like a Zen thing for him. And he doesn't ever say a word about the amount of packages I have coming in from China with stationary supplies. <laughs> and I have like a whole wall dedicated to it. But I've discovered art and I've discovered that I wanted to be good as an artist since I was a kid. And I had an art teacher who shut me down. That can be so dangerous. Shut me. I know. Well, and it, she didn't like left-handed kids and I'm oh, left-handed. Right. Yep. And I got yelled at for the scissors I used, for the way that I drew things, for all sorts of stuff. And, you know, I'm rediscovering that. Yeah, I'm rediscovering that and how much I really like art. I just delved into watercolors and oh my God, it's so relaxing. My mom um, and my brother both had art teachers, a similar situation, not the left-handed thing. Yeah. um, So my mom's older brother was a great artist Mm -hmm. and then I'm really good at art. You are. And um, both of them followed a sibling who was really strong at art. Mm -hmm. And so the art teacher expected perfection. That. Yeah. And when they didn't get that, came wow. down real hard on both of them. Oh, see? And shut that's them down. That's not cool. And my mom will be like, I'm not an artist. I'm like, have you seen how you match patterns? Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Because I've had to work to learn how to do some a lot of the stuff that she can just like see. Yeah. You know, and I have to train. I'm still training myself mm-hmm. to see things the way she does. Yeah. I mean, so that's what I do. I do a lot of little things and I'm rediscovering things that yeah. I want, especially, I mean, having to replace something that was self-care for me for so long, which was right. ballet and dance yeah. and going to the gym and lifting yeah. heavy weights. I can't do that anymore right now because of my feet. So I've had to find other ways. So, I mean, that's what I do. That was a long story. Sorry, guys. That's okay. I apologize. But We're going to be thing, over a 30-minute time thing, frame, just so you know. The thing that <laughs> I think worth noting about that, and part of the reason why I wanted us to list the things that we do for self-care is I want you guys to see the types of self-care options there are out there. Yeah. And that self-care, I think, can people can say, oh, it's just this or it's just that. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm hoping that us listing the things that we do can kind of open up your world a little yeah. bit so you can say – Oh, it can be, you know, all these other things. Well, yeah, and I think a lot of people think of self-care as, and again, I'm part of this community in some ways, so I'm not dissing it at all, but is this very hippie sense of self-care, which is, you know, you go to a a vegan retreat where you don't say anything for 48 hours and you meditate. Spas. Or spas. Or, or, yeah, expensive things. Right. And And a a lot of what I have is... Or strictly dieting. Right. 
or or indulging exercising or indulging yeah. or just very specific things but so. they and they all feed something different you know coffee is almost meditative for me right. it helps me center it helps me do these things tea is the same way for me art is the same way for me and then there's two aspects to this to my at least my artistic side i don't know about you mm-hmm. like i have this kind of free form emotional mixed media watercolor side and then i have a bullet journal side that is very very much planned right. in advance and feeds my my type a side right. so self care comes in many many forms and 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 should when we have self-care, it should feed whatever part of us that needs feeding. And it doesn't matter whether that's that strict type A side or that free flowing, you know, tree hugger, I'm gonna go dig in the dirt side. So my self-care, aside from definitely I indulge in coffee a lot. One of the things I did dietary wise is I cut out soda. I barely Mm -hmm. ever touch it. I I replaced it completely with coffee, Mm -hmm. but I usually, unless it's a bad day, limit myself to like two cups a day. That's a good limit. Yeah, it's a decent limit. She says knowing full well that she drinks three cups of coffee a day. (laughs) Yeah, well, but I also do cream and sugar Mm -hmm. every time. Yep, and I tend to have more more black coffee. Right, and I think that makes a difference on on how healthy it is. It it definitely does, but I'm not judging you. (laughs) I know. But it was also replacing like the intense yeah. amounts of Coca-Cola I used to drink. Well, and actually, if you think about the our soda patterns, it's the same way. I drink, you know, alternative brands of sugar like a Diet Coke, a Diet Cola, and right. we tend towards regular soda. I, right. Yeah. I, I was obsessed with Coca-Cola. Just like <laughs> I drank it like it was going out of style and it was really unhealthy. So I've replaced it with coffee. And then I It slowly, is going out of style, Rachel. <laughs> and then I slowly have cut back the amount of coffee, but I will never get rid of coffee. And if I'm having a bad day, I'll drink five cups of coffee. <laughs> so like, who cares? It just will, it will just, you know, it will make up for it. Um, and then, um, and then my husband helps me in that he tries to bring in healthier grains and stuff like mm-hmm. that into our diet. Um, but that said, it's not like I won't, Phoenix comes home and is like, can we go get ice cream? We totally do. Oh, yeah. And I enjoy that time with him. Um, That's also part of self-care, though. Right, exactly. Yeah. And time with my son is self-care. I just don't get as much because he's a teenager now, so he wants to... Uh, he rations it. Be, yeah, he rations He wants to be a teenager and, like, be with his friends or something. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I don't understand. <laughs> because no other teenager in the existence of teenagers ever has wanted, ever done that. I mean, he doesn't want to just, like, curl up with his mother and hang out and read books or something. I don't really get it. Um, so a lot of what I've done is actually focus, and I should add, I'm obsessive. I've got an obsessive personality. So a lot I'm of nodding what I've done, just because I agree that yeah. I also have that. Okay. Well, you could nod and be like, I have seen this in you. And that would that, also be fine. I wasn't going to say it. <laughs> <laughs> so when I get obsessed with something, I tend to go all out. And so that is basically what I've done, but in a very enjoyable manner. Mm-hmm. So most of my self-care has actually focused around one thing, which is cosplay. Um, I've just really gotten into it. Um, I collect a magazine called Cosplay Cosplay Culture Magazine. Um, I only get it like once every two months. I wonder if there's a stationary magazine. There probably is. Go ahead. Right. Sorry, but you're welcome. Uh, uh, guy, thank you. So, Cosplay Culture Magazine. It comes out once every two months. I follow some cosplay blogs on all of them because I'm picky, um, and um, I, I must like to sew. But in the process of this, because I am picky, I like cosplays that are usually very detail oriented because I I like to sew, um, and I'm a fairly decent seamstress. 
Um, it feeds that type A side. It I does. Mean, just it like that, I mean, just like, like with the journaling, there is this essence of planning. Like the planning and, and okay, so I like I like puzzles. Like the oh, only puzzles. sport I like to run. Okay, is like that meditative side. But the only sport I've really liked to do, and I should say I'm really like accident prone. So the only sport I really have liked to do has been rock climbing because you may not know this unless you've done it, but rock climbing actually has an element of problem solving to yeah. it because it's all about weight and counterweight and figuring out the right hold at the right moment. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of problem solving to it. Um, and so I like puzzles. And a lot of cosplay is you have a picture and now you have to figure out how to make it work in real life. Yeah. Um, and so I have all these pictures and I'll collect all these pictures and all these images from different angles. And sometimes they're just literally drawings that some, came out of somebody's head and they have no idea how tailoring works. Mm-hmm. And now I'm going to be like, well, you know what? I'm going to make it happen anyway. Yeah. And then I have to pick this problem apart. So I well, actually really enjoy that. And I'll, and I'll just throw in here. Like I, I can sew, I have the basics of sewing. I know how to do all that. I can make things, but I'm not anywhere as skilled as you, but I absolutely love when you come to me with a picture of a piece of clothing and go, okay, I can't figure out what that is. Can you look at it? Yeah. I love doing that with you. I love yes. looking at a piece of clothing and saying, okay, it's you know so what? Fun, like, right? like, oh, and I, and I have not seen the movie, so I cannot remember her name, but the late, latest one you did Star Wars, the girl from Kira. Star Wars, Kira, yeah. when you brought her picture to me and you're like, and you were like, I can't figure out what's going on with her bottoms. And I looked at it and I recognized it and I'm like, it's a skirt over pants. Right. So and I, like, and I love, I love doing that. that so, so, yeah. So we like, that's the thing is that we you take all the pictures you can gather and you yeah. take it apart and you try to figure out what's going on. So that's what's really fun about mm-hmm. this type of stuff is that you're actually trying to take the stuff apart. So I love that. I love the problem solving aspect of it. And then you get the type A part where you are figuring out everything you need to do to make mm-hmm. this work. And I make my own patterns and I lay all this stuff out. It, isn't there just stuff? Isn't there something wonderful about planning that trip and to then, get those supplies? And then part <laughs> of my self-care right now is I'm learning all these skills on top of it. Mm-hmm. So I've been learning leatherworking. Right. I'm about to learn how to create um, molds for things out of silicone. Mm-hmm. Um, I have been learning how to shape foam. I have been learning all these skills. Wow. Like everything. And all of this is like wonderful for me. And it's self-care because it's something I do outside. I have all this stuff that's related to Latin and I love it. But I need something outside. And mm-hmm. in addition, when we're talking about the communities online. Yeah. I have joined. It's called Mother of Falcons, a Kira cosplay group. Nice. They are so nice. They are like nice, supportive people. All they want to do is help you cosplay mm-hmm. better. And if you say, I came up with this thing or I need help with this thing, nobody ever says you're doing it wrong. That's nice. They just say, oh, this is really cool. And sometimes they offer you an easier way. Nice. Awesome. Like, that's all it is. It's all support all the time. That's great. Well, and, you know, and I, um, I've i taken a step back from stuff like that, but YouTube videos. And I know that they're a huge yes. time suck. But I have oh really honed all like all my foam stuff. Yeah, all my foam learning has been YouTube videos. Yeah, I like have really honed the channels that I follow, and I take time to kind of watch those videos that I know are going to feed my passions, and and that's part of it. Well, and the leather stuff, I go to classes because 
the leather store is very smart and they're like, we will sell more leather if we teach people how to oh, use yeah. it. Oh yeah. So you go there, you buy your supplies and then they teach you how to do it. And I made mm-hmm. a leather book. Yeah. You know, and I want to throw this in here because I think that we're both touching on, well, you're touching on something and I'm about to add something to mine and touch on it again. Yeah. I, um, so I lost all of my physical self-care that I could do. Right. Um, and you have picked up this cosplay thing, which include, which is including all these other skills that you might not have realized were part of that. Right. Right. So we actually did take a vacation recently. We took yeah. a vacation over Labor Day. It was a surprise to me. Wes planned it. I had nothing to do with it. And knowing how much I love nature, but I haven't been able to be out in nature or do the things I love, he scheduled a kayaking trip for that trip. And I have fallen in love with kayaking. Which doesn't stress which, that part of your body. Well, exactly. But we, and this is why it made me think of it. REI, the store, does the same thing. They offer classes because they realize they'll sell more if they yeah. offer the classes. So I think that what we're touching on is try something new. Mm-hmm. Something yeah. that you don't realize might touch something that you've been missing or something that you would really like to explore more because that's part of both of our self-care is we found something that we're like like oh crap I didn't realize how much I loved this and now I do so yeah leather work is a lot easier than I thought it would be it was so intimidating it's still not a cheap thing to do (laughs) not gonna lie but um it's actually a lot more doable than I thought it was going to be Mm -hmm. so yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, I just think that, like, doing that, that's also touched me into communities of people. I mean, I joined a cosplay volunteer group. Yeah, I'm which I think to, is so cool. I mean, I'm about to do my first event October 6th where I get to observe, and then I get to officially be Belle nice. October 27th. That's pretty cool. I think that's yeah. pretty awesome. So, like, I think if we were to sum up, what we're what we've talked about kind of yeah um because i and i I already told you guys that we're going over our 30 minutes today but i'm gonna try and keep us under 45 yeah um is that there are things that count as self-care that you might not realize count as self-care i mean there's of course the typical thing like you know um and this is i you know big for me is making sure that my hair is taken care of i mean that's part of self-care if you've got feeling good um, about yourself yeah feeling good about yourself physically whether that's taking a bath or getting a massage or taking a vacation or whatever it is but then there are other parts of self-care that i don't think we realize are parts of self-care having that cup of coffee or tea or water or whatever it is in the morning identity Um, outside of having an identity outside of what you do um exploring a part of yourself that maybe you haven't given enough time to in the past rock climbing kayaking cosplay station you know journaling whatever it is. Those all count as self-care. Eating good food that fits your lifestyle. And that includes, by the way, eating cookies and brownies and fast food on occasion. Yes. You know, like knowing, knowing what you can and cannot eat, whether those are your own for your own goals or for goals that have goals for restrictions that have been placed upon you by the cruelty of life, um, <laughs> says are, the girl who can't have guacamole anymore. We are living in a golden age and people are like, ugh, foodieism. But you know what? My husband and I have been celebrating that. Yeah. Because, you know what's available in grocery stores that we used to have to fight to Yes. Find? Yes. Oh my gosh. There's, okay, explore a grocery store. Food. Food, food is self-care and I, food, food is self-care. Explore a grocery store that you otherwise wouldn't. We are really fortunate in the county that we live in has a huge um, multicultural population. And um, Wes, Wes is Chinese. 
we spend so much time in uh, Chinese grocery stores and Korean grocery stores, and we get to try so much food because of that, and we get to eat so many wonderful things. And I have really gotten to explore the side, the vegan side of things for a variety of reasons, and I would never get preachy about it, but there is so much out there, whether it's veganism, vegetarianism, the keto, if you're a keto person, or you can't have shellfish, or you can't have this, or you don't do that, or gluten, whatever it is. There is so much out there. And I'll give a shout out to Kroger. Kroger has a really yeah. nice amount Which of is food. Mostly limited to like the South and areas. It is. But, that's true. Sorry, but, guys. <laughs> but you know, the thing is, is like I like all kinds of food, and I'm actually have no dietary restrictions. Yeah, you um, <laughs> And I'll eat anything. Um, but uh, I I like vegan food sometimes, and I I like gluten free. Yeah, and it's and, and like, they've come a long way. It's oh, a yeah. lot better than it used to be. Mm-hmm. Um, like there's even the, just the ice cream and I I keep harping on it, but that's because it's delicious. Cashew milk, cashew milk ice cream is just as creamy, if not creamier than regular ice cream. I like cashews. Yeah. Well, exactly. And then there's that. And you know, and and it's not, it's, man, there's just so many wonderful things about self-care. Yeah. I mean, just go out and explore. Yeah. The thing is, it's find something that you like and start small. Yes. And try something. And if you like it, explore it further. If you don't, yeah. try something different. And you know, and I'll even say this, and I'll put this out here, and I don't say this without saying that you should talk to your doctor first and that you should do things. Part of self-care that I'm exploring is intermittent fasting. Because as much as I like breakfast foods, I'm not a huge breakfast person. I don't wake up in the morning and think, oh, man, I need to eat something right now. If I wait until noon, I'm good. I'm actually okay with that, and I'm exploring that. Um, so don't you know, don't feel like it's all one thing or all the other. You can explore different things, whether I'm vegan for part of my day and then I enjoy a good meat meal (laughs) for dinner. So I think, I think the point is explore everything. Don't limit yourself unless you have to. Right. (laughs) Yeah. So do you have any goals? Like, is there anything you want to improve on? Like, let's say in the next week, what is your goal for the next week? It's for Uh, self-care, Rachel. To, to, um, actually, yes, I actually have a goal because I haven't been very good about planning ahead. Rachel, get it, get, get I it know, together. I know. So this year, um, I've been really bad about sort of kind of going, Oh, what am I doing tomorrow? Mm-hmm. And so for this week to make my life a little more sane, I'm hoping to plan for next week ahead of time. Nice. So that I go into the week feeling a little more prepared and a little bit less hectic. Very nice. I am, I desperately need to get my house back in order. Oh, yeah. That's a need, and it's also a self care. <laughs> that's that's one of the things. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's. I mean, that's and that's my goal, and and I will readily admit that you know part of that is we went out of town and things have not gotten quite back to normal yet. Yeah. And the other part is that we I unexpectedly broke my foot, and I am yeah. suddenly super restricted. And also then with the migraine, it just things have kind yeah. of gotten out of hand at home, and I really want to take some time. I offered to cook tonight so that I could clean the kitchen. so that's kind of my goal for the next week is to kind of get things back in order and get back to kind of a regular routine that I really like so there it is yeah so things we hope you take away from today are try things it's not all or nothing and have goals for yourself yeah I think those are my three things my three takeaways feel free to like tell us oh yeah I know for sure I want to know what you're doing yeah, let us know what you're doing for self care, and I want to try those it. ideas because other people also might need ideas. You'd yeah, be absolutely. Surprised how much your things that you do matter. Absolutely, and again, it doesn't have to be big. It can be as simple as a cup of tea or a cup of coffee, yeah. or you know, I actually have an alarm that goes off before my alarm alarm, mm-hmm. so that I can stretch. Yes. 
and just and I, that doesn't even require me getting up. It's literally me pointing my feet and flexing my feet, mm-hmm. and maybe reaching to pet a cat. Like that's that's what it is. Like the cat would let you without. The the cat the cat forces it. Let's just yeah. be honest. I don't reach to pet the cat. The cat forces me to pet her. <laughs> so next time, I hope you'll join us. I hope you've enjoyed this one. But next time we're going to be talking about daily schedules. You want to talk about self care within teaching? That is something that I think is pretty is is important at least for me. So we're going to be talking about daily schedules, and we'll probably give some shout outs to people who I know have worked on daily schedules before. Um, so I hope you'll join us next time. Thanks for listening. Thank you. Bye.